G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly update. Not too many more weekly updates to go, Michael, because it is almost time for Eurovision. Very much so. Uh, we're getting on a plane in roughly about 72 hours. Yeah, and we're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't packed the thing. <laughs> no, we haven't. So yeah, we are flying out on Friday night Australian time, get to Milan first, and we will be arriving to Torino on Sunday lunchtime. It all feels very surreal mm. until I'm on that plane and it lands. I won't believe it. True, true. <laughs> and I guess, you know, we're going to have be a f- we're going to be covering the whole contest there. We do have at least one press center access mm-hmm. and we will be covering the rehearsals and the main contest week as well as our team here in Australia. We're going to have a team Turin and a team Australia. Yes. But also the rehearsals, we do know what's going on, don't we? So what's happening with that? Well, as of this year, there'll be no live coverage of the first rehearsals for all the artists. I'm assuming we're going to get some sort of content out of the official uh, Eurovision channels, one would imagine. Perhaps. Maybe. Yes, maybe. But they will kick off this Saturday, actually, uh, with the top half of semi-final number one. Now, Australia's first rehearsal will actually be on Monday, four o'clock local time, which is midnight here on the east coast of Australia. So we may be getting some vision out of that, but he's definitely got a meet and greet after that as well. So I dare say we'll have some sort of vision from that. Yeah, and then I guess we get to see things ourselves and the press do, and I guess clippings will come out definitely from the second rehearsals, and they kick off when? They kick off on the Wednesday. So once again, we'll start off with the top half of semi-final number one, 10 o'clock in Turin. So pretty good time for Australians if you're going to be keeping an eye on things like live streams out of the press centre and stuff like that. Exactly. We were looking at the, the timings the other day. Now Sheldon's first up on Friday morning Turin time for his second rehearsal. So that's the one to look out for, which will be around 6pm on Friday night. 6 that's p.m. Yeah. Friday the 6th of May, 6pm here on the east coast of Australia. So an oh. excellent time. Very exciting. Can't wait. Mm, It's all starting to ramp up. But the rehearsal schedule is not the only announcement we've had. There's a little few bits and pieces coming out about the actual contest. Yes, we did have the announcement of some more interval acts for semi-final number one. They're billing it as Italo Disco Night. They must know I'm going, Dale, because the disco is <laughs> making an appearance. Now, we had the announcement of Dardust, Benny Benassi and Sophie and the Giants all joining Diadato for our semi-final one interval acts. Yeah, it's a real interesting mix there. And also, something for both of us. Now, you love Italo Disco. If you ever have a couple of drinks with Mike watching videos <laughs> in a night, we'll eventually get to Italo Disco. And on my side, Diodato. And I mean, you loved it as well, but it was my number one song of 2020. Mm. I am unashamedly going to be bawling as I watch this and singing it badly to the people around me in the stadium. I doubt there's going to be a dry eye in the house when he performs. So I'm um, really looking forward to seeing him. He finally gets his time on the the Eurovision stage, which is great to see. But yeah, Italo Disco Night. It's going to be fun, and I think the Italians will put on a real show. So that's in the semifinals, isn't it? That is semifinal number one. So we, we've probably got a lot more announcements to come, so just keeping watch out for those ones. Mm. But also there's lots of things like the Euro Village is going on, there's Euro Clubs, there's all sorts. Kind of hard to keep up with it all, but we'll get as much as we can to everybody, and for those travelling in Turin, you're probably across it already. I'm sure you are. Well, now we're in kind of 
host the pre-parties, um, it is all about the polls. Yes. Uh, so these polls run every year, and it's now getting to the pointy end of some of these ones, including the INFA, I-N-F-E poll, which is another kind of fan club network other than the OGAE, mm-hmm. basically pretty much the same thing. They finished their poll and Spain won. Look, always probably going to be a bit of a fan favourite, wasn't it? So, like... Great to see her getting that recognition. Yeah, no massive surprise to see her doing well, but probably to win is interesting. Mm. 140 points over 127 from Italy and Sweden in third. Now, Australia finished in 14th place, which I think was pretty respectable because Mm. we're ahead of the likes of Norway in a public vote, Serbia and France as well. Yeah, very interesting. I've got to say that pointy end, I think we're going to see that a lot, you know, with the likes of Sweden, Italy, Spain, towards the top of these pre-contest polls. But um, yeah, excellent result for Australia, 14th. And as you say, beating home some, you know, in inverted commas, tally vote favourites. So great to see. Exactly. Well, talking about the other polls, it's probably good to just check in on these ones. OGAE. Now, this is the big boy of public polls in the lead up it is the bigger fan network you have all these countries taking part in it we've got 31 countries that have voted so far from the fan clubs italy is leading ahead of sweden Mm. and spain in third oh wow what a shock (laughs) also interestingly so netherlands came fourth in the infa and it's also coming fourth in ogae which i'm surprised it's done that well in a public vote Yeah, it resonates with fans, though. though. They really do kind of see this as a quality piece of music. I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Mm, you're saying that's a bit of a fan um, no, love? No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that it, you know, it was always going to be popular. Uh, UK is coming fifth, so they're doing well, seventh in mm. the info, and Australia is coming 18th at the moment in OGAE, so a little bit lower than the 14th, but I expected us to be in the teens in these votes. Yeah, totally. It, you know, everyone's going off that national final performance, but it is good to see that it is resonating with some people. And Australia actually did our votes, the club. So well done to everyone who went to the preview parties in Sydney and Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, and in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we couldn't go. We were we we're avoiding the spicy cough at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but Australia, surprise, surprise, voted Sweden as our 12 points. What a shock, Dale. <laughs> Italy, then France and Spain. Okay, well, good to see uh, France up there. And the last one I wanted to mention was Euro Jury because it is a very different one. They basically get uh, artists, singers, performers who've been in Eurovision before, songwriters to vote. It's almost like a mock jury, hence Hmm. the name Euro Jury. Now, they've been very good at picking things that do well in the jury over the years. So it is one that I probably keep more of an eye on at the moment. Now, we don't get the full scores until the end of the week, but they tell us the top 10 and the top threes. So working that out at the moment, it looks like the top three kind of not exact order are Sweden, Italy and the United Kingdom. Mm, good to see. Maybe even the United Kingdom winning. So that's really good news for the Brits out there. Yeah, good to see that their song is sort of resonating with music professionals or people that are in the Eurovision sphere. It's nice to see the Brits are definitely getting excited and they should be. They should be getting behind it. On the next sort of level down of the next songs are Spain, Ukraine and Australia. So we're really much up in that kind of fifth, sixth position again i kind of thought it'd be a jury song but it's really nice 
to see that kind of being justified with this vote in a way. Yeah, I guess we've always got that hope that we're going to resonate with the juries. And if these sort of professionals are giving it votes, I think that's a, it's a good sign. I think it's also good news for Spain and Ukraine there. Now, they get things wrong and they <laughs> often go for some of these songs a bit more than others. But, you know, it's not like Spain's been panned, which maybe some people thought it would be. Mm. And if Ukraine is going to get up towards that, that's winning territory. Because you kind of need to be in the... F- top five of, I think the lowest in the jury ever has been fourth to mm. win which was minus skin last year so you can't be too far down to come back and win so it's kind of good news in a way for Ukraine yeah well I guess we consider that it's probably going to be pretty popular with the televote Ukraine so it's all about that jury placing for them whether they are a genuine threat to win it and also, Australia's Dami Im gave Ukraine 12 points that Ooh. was revealed today. So, interesting. Yes, interesting. God, she's got some interesting tastes. She really was. It was Spain and Italy, I think, were her top three as well. Oh. She loves the bangers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly does. Well, in the lead up to the contest, we've had the opportunity over the last week to speak to a few of the artists. Now, yourself spoke to Sam Ryder, I spoke to Christian Ockman, and Kyriakos spoke to We Are Domi. So we're going to share some clips. I think we're going to start with Sam, are we? Yeah, just some short clips of the interviews here. And we're going to kind of focus on talking about the song and the staging because I think that's, you know, real of of interest at the moment. Mm. So Sam talks about the song here and we try and get something out of the staging. Look, onto your actual entry, Spaceman, which is an absolute crack of a song. It truly is one of my favourites this year, and it's so nice to hand on heart say that. Oh. But you're, not, you're actually saying it to the artist, and it's actually true. <laughs> um, a, look, a lot of people have mentioned that there's a real kind of Britishness about the song. There's almost like this sort of throwback Britpop sound in parts of it, particularly that bridge into the last chorus. Yeah, but that's cool. Some- you noticed that. That's wicked. No one's really picked up on. And for me, that was like... I wanted to like pay a lot of homage to like Oasis in that mm. bridge. Like even just the way I'm singing, uh, gravity keeps pulling me down. Like, and you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of it's just that little nod to um, like one of the greatest rock and roll bands of our generation. You know. Yeah, and look, obviously it's nice to know that was something kind of put in because I was going to say is that a happy accident, but it sounds like it was something that you intentionally put in there. Well, what it is, you you kind of, when you're writing, you I think if you ever intentionally put stuff in, you're in danger of ripping off someone. So you it's never intentional. You just, you hum along and then you think to yourself, wow, that sounds like that reminds me of so-and-so or like that chord change reminds me of Billy Joel. How do I kind of take that to the bank? And make, do we choose to make a moment of it and sort of put a spotlight on it? or do we not? And it can be as simple as literally the word down. And instead of singing it like, gravity keeps pulling me down. Like you go down and really like whine it, kind of put that um, sort of that glassy tone on your voice behind it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, that reminds me of uh, Oasis. Yeah, I think a lot of people have sort of picked it up, particularly in our team as well. But I think as few of us did, um, so obviously, so talking about your entry a little bit more here, and I don't think you're going to answer me on this one, but I'm going to ask nonetheless. So we know you did some rehearsals in the famous Pineapple Studios and mm-hmm. some stuff's been moved by truck. Mm-hmm. Other than those clues, is there anything you can tell us about your stage and even just a word or two to describe it? 
Um, it's a stage. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> You're having very cagey. So that means it might be a bit big and out there? I, well, I, I can't say. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a ruse and we're shipping clothes and or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I didn't expect to get anything else. I've got Kate Miller Heike was even more upcoming than you, but that's good. We're <laughs> expecting a nice surprise from that one. Um, also, so talking about um, the big week of Turin, obviously there's all the rehearsals, there's all the promos. I'm sure you'll be doing lots of social stuff as well. And you've been doing it through this whole pre-party part. Um, how do you make sure that you protect your greatest instrument, which is your voice? Because obviously there's a lot going on and you can't obviously strain that. Uh, what do you do as an artist to protect it? Well, like to give you a little peek behind the curtain, every, pretty much every artist I spoke to behind uh, backstage in Madrid, everyone was knackered. Everyone had like was running on 30% voice basically the schedule is brutal. And also it's, it's not just the Eurovision schedule. It's like, I wanted to do as much as I possibly could in the lead up. I think um, I, I get one shot representing the UK and it's an absolute blessing. I'm so grateful to do it. And if I'm gonna do it, I wanna do it as properly as I can. Cause I think there's some responsibility there. Not, it's not that I um, am putting all of my worth in the scoreboard at the end. It's just that I want the fans of Eurovision here to know that I've taken it as seriously as they would like to see their representative take it. I think it's like the right thing to do, but um, it's so hard on your voice because of the, the air conditioning alone on all of the flights, the the sleep pan. In Spain, they run everything so late. I was on stage at like one in the morning. I'm like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like you're literally meant to be in bed um yeah so it, it is really tough I have a load of routines and things I've learned over the years that help me um and again that's a real blessing of having played in bands and you know like punk bands and heavy metal bands where you're fighting the drums all like every night so little tricks of the trade that you kind of um you learn but really you can't beat sleep and unfortunately, sleep is the most precious commodity on uh, this schedule because there's just no time for it. I mean, oh, well, you know, no time for decent sleep. You're up so early and you're to bed so late. Well, I found it really interesting that the sort of Brit pop influence that we were picking up in that song was a really conscious decision and conscious to have that in there. I found that was really, really interesting. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones a few in the team we've all spoken about and you, I was a bit worried about asking it because you feel like you ask that and you're like, nah, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. But it was so nice for him to say like, yes, it is. And then also him to like sing about it and underst like understand the kind of meaning about it, which was really interesting. Obviously, he completely gave us nothing on staging. They have been so cagey, the UK, which says to me they're doing something big. Absolutely. It's the Theresa May dance troupe <laughs> are coming out. <laughs> I guarantee it. I've got my money on it. Oh, and the last thing I really wanted to ask about that voice protection part, because he's such a, someone described him as like a happy Labrador 
it all and he wants to please everybody and it is a risk we talked about this with Sheldon recently as well like make sure you keep your voice under control as well as do the great ambassador a really tricky thing to do but he feels a real need to do it and be that representative for the United Kingdom yeah particularly during that pre-party phase of the competition it's a grueling schedule and there's a lot of travel there's a lot of media there's a lot of singing so it's pretty easy to start um, wearing a little thin yeah and look you can check out the rest of the interview we talk about a lot more than just the song stuff like really interesting stuff about his former musical background you heard a bit there with the pop and the metal and he has an Australian connection as well which Mm. is really interesting very interesting the links will be in the show notes yeah and we also spoke to Christian Ockman as well he was very generous with his time now we wanted to ask him about I guess the meaning of the song because there has been quite a few different interpretations to the song and also trying to get something out of him with the staging but we again came up against a bit of a dead end on that one i want to jump through to your song now mate river first and foremost congratulations fantastic song it's had such a great reception now you strike me as such a focused and and like almost a quietly confident kind of artist yet you've talked about how river explores doubt explores you know um, possibly stressing about the future and uncertainty is that something you've had to work out to overcome or is it just a general theme you wanted to explore um i feel like i'm i feel like i'm still working on it uh i i wouldn't necessarily uh, i wouldn't necessarily say that um only people my age or or around my age i feel like i don't know i don't really know what what goes on in someone else's <laughs> head but uh but i'd like to think that you know most people uh think about that and you know they stress out about something that's you know uncertain people are more afraid of what they don't know rather than what they what they already know so um i feel like i'm i'm still working on it cuz the future is still uncertain and uh it's more about um accepting uh the reality of it all that you know you can't really change what you can't control um you kind of like go step by step uh and just be uh be happy with what you're doing in the moment uh and um and appreciate the i guess the little things it sounds pretty pretty cliche but uh like i said like in the song the moment those moments of uh inner peace and and calmness and you know when you can take a breather those are kind of like uh, also referring to uh the little things mm-hmm. when you uh when you're calm and you get to um get to relax uh you kind of don't want to let go of that uh but you know life kind of like goes in waves so mm-hmm. so you know you always got to get back to uh that whole hectic uh life. Now, I'm not going to ask about what your staging is going to look like. You can't tell me. I totally <laughs> I totally get it, mate. But I wanted to ask, is, is the visual side of the performance something you wanted to get involved in? Or is that something you're more happy to sort of allow a creative team to take over and, and you step away from a bit more? Um, well, I, I proposed um, type, the type of visuals and then they, uh, they sort of uh, just uh, created it. So, um, so yeah, the process is, uh, it has to be a team effort. I wouldn't want to, you know, I don't know everything about everything. So, uh, I wouldn't want to just uh, take the reins on this and, and say, you know, listen to me, you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I propose one thing and, and, um, you know, and then, and then I have to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, it's a, it's just a complete, uh, team effort and uh but like i said i wouldn't do something that i don't feel so if i propose something and then they propose something and you know we find this sort of balance and mix between the two and 
and I don't feel it, then then we have to change it. So, uh, um, you know, it's I, looking at it, um, you know, my face is going to be shown. So people are going to be judging uh, me based on that performance. And, and I feel like if I have these visuals around me that I, I feel and I sort of feel that whole environment uh, of it all, then then I'll be able to really, uh, you know, feel the song more and, you know, feel more in the moment. Uh, so uh, it's important for me to to feel as much as possible um, during. So uh, it's just a, it's a team effort, you know. I'm glad we explored the meaning of the song because if anyone's listened to our review and rank episode on Poland, we kind of talk about it and go, what's it about again? Mm. What's the meaning? What will people take from it? And I think it was uh, it's a lot more maybe simple in a way that people uh, may expect. You know, you're having stressful parts of life. You're having anxiety, having doubts. You take that moment to just stop and then go back to it all. I can't, it's almost like a duna or a duvet day um, for people. Just take a breather and then you can go and tackle the world again. I think you kind of read me for my age in that as well. I like think it, you did. <laughs> people my age, as yeah. in like, not you. <laughs> yeah. And I found it very interesting about the whole visual process and the staging. He very much is involved in it. Um, it's a back and forth. It's a process, as he says. It's something he's got to feel very comfortable with. It's, he's representing himself as well as Poland, so he wants to make sure that it works for him. Yeah, I really love that kind of behind-the-curtain stuff because I'm always fascinated, like, how do they work together? What do they get involved with? How does this all come together mm. from the song to what we see in Turin? I was hoping Daria's wig from the national final <laughs> might make an appearance, but I'm, I'm losing I'm hope. I'm sure that's in the bin and I'm burnt by I'm now. I'm losing hope very quickly. Kyriakos from the team got to chat to We Are Domi just in the last 24 hours, actually. Mm. So that's not up on YouTube yet. So this is the first clip we've got uh, from them. Some really interesting things about how they created the song and the meaning behind it, because I think that's another one where people have maybe taken their own things on it. And also, again, we try to push and prod about the staging. They gave us a little bit. Now, you won uh, ECZ with uh, Lights Off, and you're taking it to Eurovision. Can you tell us a little bit about your entry? Okay, so we wrote Lights Off uh, last summer. It was at a songwriting camp in Czech Republic. We wrote it with another Norwegian producer and a singer-songwriter from England. So we were put into this group randomly, and uh, it happened uh, on the first day of the, of the songwriting camp. Um, we were put into this like little space in this like nice cabiny vibe area. Um, and we actually wrote a song first for Abby, which is the English uh, songwriter and singer. And we had like a really good time. We were vibing really, really well with like basically strangers. So it was really cool. And, um, and then we had like three hours left. So we were like, let's just write another song so we don't waste our time since it was only like we we were only there for two days. We couldn't do the whole uh, three day camp because I think the boys need to go back to work. And uh, so, yeah, so we had three hours and we just felt like maybe like a dance track could go like it could be a bit more not simple, but just like easier to like, OK, now we know there has to be a drop. OK, let's just do that. So we wrote the skeleton of the song within like three hours. Um, and that's kind of what we like submitted. And. The song, uh, so basically it was, we knew that it was gonna be written like for our project. So for me as like a singer, the lyrics have to kind of actually make sense to me. <laughs> and they have to like, if I'm gonna be presenting, it has to be authentic and I have to, you know, 
take my feelings to the audience and so yeah so i wanted to make sure it was something um that i could relate to but um so normally like i don't say the very specific specific reason behind each song um because i kind of i kind of like keeping that for myself so it's kind of like a mystery however um like overall what i like to say is that it's kind of like a song that you're calling out for help to someone that is really close but kind of far in that stage of your life and you're just kind of trying to like pick yourself up from a shitty situation but what i like doing is i actually don't mind if people are like this is like my breakup song like that actually makes me really happy because that means that they're taking the song and they can use it to make them feel better or to cry or dance out their feelings or whatever so i that, that's why i usually don't like saying what it's like specifically about because then it kind of puts it into a box um so yeah that's why i just like really or we like releasing the music into the world and then people can you know take whatever they need from the song because now we're like you know like it's still ours but it's it, it's now like the people's as well and the people's um, music as well and they can decide what it says to them so yeah now, we know we can't talk about your staging. Uh, if I ask you, you're not going to answer the question, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I will ask you, uh, what do you hope the audience in the arena and people watching Eurovision at home will uh, feel or experience watching your performance? Ooh, Ooh that's good. Um, uh, I want to say something. Yeah, but that, that yeah, <laughs> yes. no, I'm just thinking about how to not spill anything. It's, it's a good question since you're you get us to kind of say something about the stage, don't you? I, okay, I would say I would say we're gonna very much be ourselves. Yeah, that be is be ourselves. True. So, like, we're gonna see say, the true you then. Like, we're gonna see. We're gonna yeah, because yeah, that was kind of like when we had our first team meeting. Uh, the team wanted to know, like, who are you guys? <laughs> like, basically, they asked because you know some of the team members they didn't actually know us or they haven't seen our gigs. So they need to know, like, who do you, how do you present yourself? Who do you want to be? And I just, we were really clear on that. We don't want to like create like alter egos that we really want to like show our true selves mm -hmm. as, as we are, like as people. So like, so pretty like authentic, which is, there's nothing wrong with having an alter ego. I think that's awesome. I mean, I know a lot of bands that do like awesome alter egos and it's amazing, a great brand, but I guess, we want to really like show ourselves in our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, interesting to hear that the song was written, you know, at the last bit at the end of the songwriting camp, which is really interesting. Sometimes you can come up with the best stuff when you're not trying to force it. The feeling I got from them was a real genuine sense of connection between them all and how they wanted to present themselves in, again, a real way and what really represented them. Yeah, I love the way they described it as kind of like the easiest song to do in the few hours they had. Like, yep, drop comes in here, tick, do that bit. And you know what? Sometimes the most simple things are the most effective because it is a banger of a song. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I love the way that Kerry Arcos asked a question about the stage. And you can see we've all had slightly different attempts at it. And he almost got an answer out of them because he disarmed them like he always does. But um, even what they said, I thought was quite telling. It sounds like they will be very true to themselves. I'm probably not seeing, you know, flying in the air or something. Probably just, you know, be themselves, perform it like the band that they are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing what they present in Torino.
where you can catch all those interviews, UK and Poland. Your one was really interesting, Michael, with Ockman about particularly his growing up in America with Polish parents, a very much a second-generation kind of story, but then mm. the return back to Poland too. Yeah, very much so. He's, he was a, a very generous guy with his answers, and he talks a lot, which I was a little worried about because he's a pretty reserved kind of guy, but uh, no, he was very good, and, it's, and I really enjoyed the interview. Yep, link in the show notes, and the Czech Republic one is on its way. Okay, Dale, it's that time of the week where we get to talk about the American Song Contest, and it was semi-final number one this morning here in Australia. Yeah, is we've reached the semi-finals, which is it's about time that we did. But <laughs> nice to have a good quality lineup of songs. Now, before we get into this morning's results, let's go through last week's qualifiers. Now, joining our automatic qualifier from the jury was California Sweet Taboo. Can't sound surprised. We thought the girls probably should have won the jury last week. Yeah, they were fantastic. No surprise. Great to see them through. Joining them will be North Carolina. John Morgan right in the middle. Yeah, great country song. I'm very happy. Yeah, good stuff. And American Samoa Antonelle with Full Circle. I'm so pleased about this. This is a, actually all three. They were the three I wanted to get through, but I was most pleased about American Samoa. Really tiny place. Pacifica represents. She did such a good job. So happy about that. It was great to see one of the little territories get through, wasn't it? Incidentally, they finished jury second, third and fourth last week. All made it through in the tally vote. That's the first time we've seen that happen throughout the competition. All right. Let's get through to semifinal number one this morning. Let's go straight off the bat. Let's talk about our jury qualifier straight away from Washington. This is Alan Stone and a bit of both. A bit of both at the same time. change to the staging he started off in the crowd and then walked onto the stage was the first thing i noticed what did you think of this one taking the jury vote and going directly to the grand final not a huge surprise but i think he was up against some you know very tight competition i think it was probably touch and go with a couple there um this is such a musos musos song as we've said before his voice is really special and it definitely comes to life live it's not like a supreme vocalist that you've heard but he's just got this beautiful tone to his voice you know snoop and kelly afterwards i'm talking about them like they're my friends um <laughs> they were basically just loving themselves like kelly was saying like his his vocal his voice tells a story without even a word said mm. so you can see why other artists really respect it and really go for it and i think that's what they're voting for maybe the artist more than the song yeah can't say i'm a massive fan of the song it's okay and can i say the story i got was he was flat on the longer notes so to be honest i'm not really that impressed with this i find it a bit boring but remember also the jury night the jury vote on the performance the night before maybe he was a bit better because they're I do think there's a couple notes he wasn't quite as sharp as he maybe he was in the qualifying show. Uh, well, he got the ticket anyway, so it doesn't matter what we think. Uh, opening the show this morning was Kentucky, Jordan Smith with Sparrow, second in the jury on the night. I have to say, I really like this. This is a really good, good song. And I thought he looked a little more confident, a little more relaxed, brought the great vocal and out came all the sort of choir singers. It was very good. 
Yeah, really good quality. Like, it's a very well put together song. I probably enjoyed it a lot more this time. I just feel like it's still a bit sickly sweet voice winner for me. And he is a voice winner, so it's no surprise there. <laughs> so I no issue if it goes through. And I wouldn't have had a major issue as a jury winner. But again, I, I hope that's not the song that wins the American Song Contest. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised if it does, to yeah, be honest. I'm a bit worried. He's that's got some, my thing. He's got some real moments in there. All right, second on the night was Colorado. Riker Lynch with Feel the Love. What did you think of his stray balls? Is what? They had like beach balls flying around and stuff like that. There was a lot going on on this one. There always is. You know what this reminds me of? I don't know know if I said this last time. Um, Wild Child by Ace Wilder in Melfast. It kind of has that sound. Is that kind of like trop bit of it. Mm. It's a bit of fun, but it sounds a bit scandy at the same time, even though it's probably not. Uh, It's enjoyable. It was fun. I wasn't surprised to see it drop really far down, but he's got a massive fan base. I expect him to get through, even though I probably don't think it deserves it fair enough it had a lot of energy didn't it It brings a real party feel and the confetti there was a lot of confetti it was like a winner's reprise i'm like what's going on well um some inside and um information charlene wright who is over there for a for ese insight an australian as well she was saying it was actually done an hour earlier because there's a stage dive as well there's the use of the crowd so it wasn't actually live it was done an hour beforehand interesting it's also nice to see how the uh, sausage is made isn't Mm. it all right third on the night was new hampshire muddy with fly yeah it was striking performance she restyled herself it was sort of like intergalactic troll doll was the sort of style i was getting but um look i thought she was stronger vocally this time than she was last time and i thought it was all a very good performance i thought she looked amazing um you know i mean very grabs your attention Mm. um and i thought she did a good job and she she said in the in the postcard in the lead up to it you know it meant so much for her to make it through and she'd already sort of had her win and I think she already has had a win. I don't think we'll see her going further. I kind of agree to a point there. It's a very rousing sort of Scandy feel song, but I can't see it going too much further. Fifth performing on the night was Alabama, Nico, The Difference. Very MGP staging this one. Like literally, if someone had shown me that, I would have said that's from Norway. Camera frame for camera frame. I really enjoy this. I I thought they did a good job. I think it's really styled very Eurovision and I think a lot of Americans who are tuning in do know about Eurovision enough to go like yeah like this is something I kind of expect in a way and if they don't I think they'll enjoy that kind of performance I think Mm. there's a great chemistry between them they are a couple and I hope they get through good on you Alabama yeah I'm, I'm sort of hoping they get through too for me the song is almost like a country power ballad with pop production it's not it's, country. It's don't, get very, me start, don't get me started, Michael. It's a very, I'm not saying it's a different production, Dale, but the way the song's written, but we can argue about that later. Sixth on the night was Wyoming, Ryan Charles' new boot goofin'. Oh, here we go. What did you think of this one? I'll try and calm down yeah. about the whole thing, but I was so happy to see it back. It got such a big build-up as well. I think it's Snoop's favourite song. He was loving it. Sick. <laughs> he looked a lot better. There was the white outfit. Yes. worked much better against the kind of dark and neon background. And the dances were a lot better. I thought it was really well put together. And I just hope maybe the fact that four, these four qualifiers are 100% tally vote. Mm-hmm. 
which may be the new boot goofing rule. Yes, exactly. Um, and I hope it is. <laughs> and I hope he gets through. But I still think it'll be touch and go. Yeah, the staging was a lot tighter, a lot uh, better, a lot more cohesive, and a lot more sort of group choreography as well, which was what the highlight was in the first time. So I think they learnt lessons from that first performance. I suspect we will end up seeing him in the grand final. So. I'm sorry. I'm just so happy about the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Glad somebody is. <laughs> Seventh on the night was Rhode Island. Houston held on too long. Well, they prettied him up a bit, didn't they? Oh, they did indeed. Um, he was a pretty good-looking rooster beforehand, and uh, yeah, I had to just stop for a moment, actually. But number one is, uh, I think he performed so well again. I love that voice. He's got that gravelly voice. I thought the staging there was, in the look, parts of it I really enjoyed. Uh, the hat removal made us connect with him as well because he has those stunning blue eyes. I'll, I'll stop talking about the aesthetics. But also, <laughs> parts of the staging I like better. But also, the outfit maybe didn't really suit it. I thought he had more atmosphere last time. So there were good parts and not as good parts. I felt like it lost the grit this time. I kind of felt like it was a you know the real story last time. This time I thought I was looking at a kind of almost semi-manufactured, oh, let's make him look like a pop star. And I just thought it lost a little bit of the grit. To be honest, the song, though, still probably the best song in the semi-final. Much, much better than the jury winner, if you ask me. I thought that song and that thing, maybe the performance of it down away because of all those extra bits, I thought that was a better jury winner if it had won. Yeah, they warmed up the stage with the colouring and stuff like that as well. I dare say we'll probably see him next week. Uh, eighth on the night was Montana, Jonah Prill with Fire It Up. Speaking of Mighty Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> and he got the guns out, which at the American Song Contest could mean anything, but he actually exposed his arms, <laughs> which is good. Well, you were, because you missed this today and you're re-watching everything mm. tonight. I had headphones in. I heard your gasp through the headphones <laughs> when he showed off his gun so there you go now can i just say oh, look i really enjoyed the song i think he did well to get through but i think it was found out tonight to not probably be at the quality of a lot of the other songs it's a very flat line song for one called fire it up like yeah. it needed to fire up a bit and he's not know. the most charismatic performer oh, leave him alone <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway fingers crossed we might see him again next week it's amazing what a set of guns will do. Uh, ninth on the night was Michigan, Ada Leanne with Natalie. I'm determined not to mention the T word this week. Um, so, look, it wasn't a love story last time we saw her, that's for sure. But what did you think of her? I've got more. Don't uh, worry. Look, I enjoyed it probably a little bit more. I thought the styling and even some of her vocal tones weren't as reminiscent of... Hmm. that artist um, but I still can't buy into this hmm. I, I did like her style um, <laughs> it didn't cause me any bad blood but I actually can I be honest I quite like the song and I would not have thought that in my wildest dreams Dale so yeah I don't know something about it I quite liked oh <laughs> We better move on. Can we move on, please, before we get any of this other trash? I was trying to think of a terrible pun back at you, but I'm not going to take part in this nonsense. Ambushed you on that one. Uh, Tenth on the night was Massachusetts' Jared Lee Shameless. Decent song. It's okay. Feels a little dated. Yeah, look, I really enjoy it, and I was excited for it. And then, actually, I kind of switched off in a way watching it, and I kind of almost forgot it took part 
when you just mentioned, I was like, oh, that's right, that song. Yeah. So I think, again, he did well to make the semis. It's quality, but it's just probably not good enough to get through. Some nice little staging effects, but also he looked very alone on that massive stage. He's probably Mm. one of the first I've gone, oh, that's a big stage and you're not a big person sort of thing. So, yeah, a few little issues there with the staging. And closing the night tonight for Oklahoma was Alexa and Wonderland. Um, I have to say, I love the branded opening. (laughs) I always love a good branded opening. And this was all action. There was a lot going on. And I mean a lot. To the point where maybe a bit too much. Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a visual feast, isn't it? But she does come across as a pop star. She comes across to me as someone performing an awards show as a pop star. Like mm. I think this, the whole thing is really over the top and big and stands out. Didn't do too well with the juries, but I think she mm. has such a fan base that I'd be really surprised if this doesn't get through. Yeah, I am kind of agree with you on that one. As you did mention, the next four qualifiers from tonight will be 100% tally vote. So forget the juries for the rest of this semi-final. They will not have a say. Um, It'll be interesting to see who's got the big fan bases out there. And I guess the only other thing to mention is we had our other redemption artist and song who will be joining us in the semi-final next week, which is from New York, Anissa with Green Light. Are you surprised she got the redemption spot? Um, no, she had a lot of support, and mm. I really, I did actually enjoy her and the song. I'm just looking forward to a live vocal. Mm. It'll be interesting. I think she adds something to the uh, whole lineup, but that means Jewel will not be getting through, and I know she did have quite a few fans. Rude. Well, Dale, while we're in that neck of the woods there in North America, there was quite the announcement today with the official announcement of the Eurovision Song Contest Canada joining us for 2023. Yeah, so Eurovision Canada, don't panic, Canada's not joining the Eurovision (laughs) Song Contest. I kind of half read that awake this morning and I didn't know how I felt about it, so I was kind of relieved that it was a contest just for Canada, very much like the American Song Contest. We don't know any other details other than there's going to be provinces and territories taking part, and I think it's actually a better number to work with than 56 that America Mm. has to had to work with so i think it's a good idea i like it yeah likewise nice to see the canadians joining the extended eurovision family come next year it is 10 provinces and three territories i didn't know they had three territories there's something you've learned already look they've got a rich and proud history at the eurovision song contest and i'm really looking forward to seeing what they dish up yeah they really do they've had so many artists and they've had a winner unlike australia mm. so they can claim that yeah looking forward to seeing what they bring next year All right, well, that's it for the weekly update. We've got a few more review and rank countries to come. They are recorded. They are just being edited up by the lovely mic across Mm. the desk here now to get them done. Um, um, Next time, I guess, we'll speak to you in an update. We'll work out exactly what the show schedule will be, but it'll be from... Turin. Yes, we'll still be speaking English. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, very we much. We haven't, trying... learned, we haven't learned any Italian. <laughs> Not much at all other than what's that vaccination certificate you were saying <laughs> earlier. Certificato di vaccinato. <laughs> That's going to be important. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Arrivederci. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.